Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the niftier head. It's, it's a callback. Uh, Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Uh, what are we talking about? Sicko Zone 2. We're talking about Sicko More Zone. sicker. More sick. Sick and gross. Uh, sicko Zone. Is All right. back, baby. And even more back sicker. Back again. Don't get DMC'd. <laughs> um, yes, so. We're going to talk about Sicko Zone again. Uh, let's go through this signposting. Oh. First thing, A we're going to... Yeah, we're going to tell you what Sicko Zone is if you forgot. Um... And maybe go back and listen to that first one. Or maybe just listen to this it one, is, I imagine. It we're is gonna... episode 50. If you want to re-listen to it, go find episode 50, Sicko Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know, it's old. We might be stupid on it. And this one's probably going to be better. I mean, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But uh, we are also, we're going to be talking about continuations of things that we initially discussed there. So, we're going to refresh you on that. Um... We're going to talk about the nature of asynchronous roleplay. Spoiler alert, that's what a sicko zone is. It's a special name for it. We made it up. Uh, We're going to talk some pros. We're going to talk some cons of doing it. Uh, And then we're going to talk about uh, some observations that we had with multiple players because that's the main thing that's changed in our sicko zone. That's what makes it more sicker. More sicker. And, uh, yeah, with more barf all over the place, like in Pitch Perfect. And she does a little uh, swimmy barf angel in it. So, refresher of Sicko Zone. What? What? What is Sicko Zone? Well, it's an asynchronous text adventure, and we were probably the first to ever do it. Yep, we made it up. We invented it. Yep, uh, nobody has ever done this before us. Our episode that came out more than a year ago kicked this whole thing off. Yeah. Uh, before we continue down this, though, Dane, uh, why do we call it the Sicko Zone? And, and how do we come to it? Sick people. Um, so it started. Uh, it's the name of a Discord yes. server that we, that we yes. have and we run. But uh, yeah. So we. Uh, well, our friend Enzo, who's been on the show before, uh, was running a, a campaign for us mm-hmm. or an, you know, an adventure, whatever. Um, and as both players, Cosmo and I, were left wanting a little bit more yeah. after each session, right? Because we're fucking sickos. Yeah. So we we're like, you know, we talked about like the RPG hangover in the Sicko Zone original episode and also in another episode, I think. But anyways, mm-hmm. we were just like, man, that was such a great session yesterday. Yeah. I want more. That's essentially what it is, is this this feeling that you have when, like, you know, the role-playing is popping off and you feel good, but, you know, a session sessions have to end. Um, last episode, we talked a ton about how scheduling is kind of the main pitfall. And um, there are those, us, I guess, um, who kind of just, like, want it never to end. But it can't never end because it's not, you know... A phone game in your pocket is not a mobile game, but hey, what if, what it, if it was? Were? So, that's it. It's so, uh, yes, we yeah. and like our initial use was to explore these characters because like it was Enzo's running it. It was set in D and D for Forgotten Forgotten Realms. Yeah, and uh, we had just started at level five, right? Because that's when interesting shit happens. Yeah, that's so, when your characters are like cool. To skip because, the whole. Because we were wanting more, we had characters already made, and we're like, well, you know, there's a whole five levels there we haven't explored. Right. So. Which is an interesting thing that, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. course of your career as a D&D character, um, your levels, because they correspond to experience and doing stuff, is that you had to do stuff to get those levels. We thought it was a pretty clever thing to do mm-hmm. since, you know, hey, we're at level five. And as long as we didn't override anything narratively about what was happening in the future we could go back in time with our characters and play stuff in their earlier levels and we could do that over text mm-hmm. not text you know but we set up text a discord messages, server yeah right. and we downloaded a simple dice rolling bot 
and we just kept our player sheets handy, and we took turns running little adventures that way. Right, we do it during work. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, it because, gets you that you know, fix. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's 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 what Sicko Zone is. Is and Discord makes it really easy. Props to Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot easier than than uh, like text messaging. Right. You can't um, you can't really do this in the same text mm-hmm. thread that you just like have with your brother or your friend or whatever and be like, hey, I you know I as character whoever you know do such and such and then they're like, hey, what are we doing for dinner tonight? Right. And then well, they ask you for the role. Right, yeah. You know, you need to have. You need to have separate Dedicated, threads. That's you know, pretty channels or threads. Yeah, right? that's pretty critical to uh, to an async game. Yeah, right? right. So like that's that's we use Discord for our Zico Zone. Props to Discord, love it. Um, but like, as long as you know, you could do it in like, you know, Google message or uh, Google Chat or any other you know chat service. Um, anything that really. Uh, can you can have separate channels in right so like oh here's like you know here's my roles here's like my character sheets uh you know and then also like separate from that is like hey let's hang out right yeah you need to have those as separate things otherwise it doesn't work otherwise it gets yeah too too uh tangled yeah so only requirements is just like you know a message service with different threads and channels mm-hmm. and a dice roller. Yep. Uh, dice roller is not it's not even really necessary. Necessary, but it is nice to have like a have one to, you know, maintain fairness and and uh, transparency. Take away the the um, wait, what do they call that? Uh, like, you know, keep honest people honest, right? You know, just like take away that uh, that's uh, um, impulse mm. to, to temptation. Lie. Temptation. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Right. You can tell I'm not a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> None of that guilt over here, baby. <laughs> yes, take away the temptation. Right. It, but uh, you know, you don't technically need it you if you're doing a sicko zone, especially if it's just you and one other person. You know, you can roll the dice on your phone or in a cup holder in your car if you're, you yeah. know, wh- whatever. Um, and you can just say the dice result as mm-hmm. long as you trust each other to be honest. Yeah. And let's be honest, if the pair of you are that into this, you're probably gonna you know be honest because like that's where the the fun stuff happens right. is when like shit goes wrong. Is right? yeah from the the drama created by interesting right. dice results. Now, so our first sicko zone we had just talked about Cosmo and I doing it right. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a two person you know one game master one player. It worked really well. This episode is about being more sick. Mm-hmm. So what if what if there were more people, right? And that's going to be the conclusion of this episode is really talking about that. So let's uh, let's just talk about asynchronous gameplay. Yeah. Um, so asynchronous games, by their nature, they're going to be slow. Something that. Um, I mean, like, it's something you do in your free moments during the day. Mm-hmm. So something that would take, you know, an hour at the table, say, you know. A, or a, five minutes at the table. Yeah, it takes or, an hour. Yeah, right? five minutes you know. at the table to decide, like, you know, where you're going to go in town before the next adventure. That That is now taking days. Get used right. to it. You know, that's that's the deal. That's just the nature of, of it because... <laughs> Excuse me. In order to make it uh, like continuous and like successful, you have to give people time, right? Because you're doing it while working, yeah. for example, mm-hmm. right? So like, you're not gonna get immediate response every single time. Yeah. You know, occasionally, shit lines up like everybody's at lunch and it's just like bam, 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 and you feel so fast and you're getting shit mm-hmm. done. And then lunch ends, and it's like, all right. And it slows down. And then next day, you get, like, the one thing, and you're like, man. And that'll happen, you know, unfortunately, because of this asynchronous setting of the whole thing is, you know, it'll go. It'll be going really good. You'll be, like, partway through an interesting encounter, and then 
you're like you're waiting for a damage roll or something, and uh, you just you just gotta wait for it. Don't don't lose heart. Yeah, that's just the nature of an async text game. Yeah, that's just that's just how it go. Mm -hmm. Um, the other part of the nature is it's descriptive because you're gonna write a lot of what you do, and instead of some of the body language stuff you can do at the table or like the way a game master can change their voice to do mood or whatever. Uh, lose that. That's all got to be in text now, which means immersion is a little bit difficult to achieve. It's, it's a lot about your writing. You have to write good mm -hmm. descriptions and you also have to not write too much. Right. On both sides, player mm -hmm. and game master. Because, right. yeah, you are... You're, you're describing actions, you're typing dialogue, and you need to, like, use whatever, you know, italic, descriptors, whatever, however you've decided to communicate it to do the nonverbal stuff, like body language, or, you know, like, oh, my guy kind of feels a little wobbly about this, but he says this, mm -hmm. you know. Stuff that would come across pretty clearly at the table has to now be explicitly typed. Yeah. Because of that, immersion is tough to maintain. And you don't have to be, like, a super fantastic, you know, writer. Because, I mean, it is an exercise in writing. But, like, you don't have to be, you know, a master yeah. at writing to do this. You um, don't have to be a novelist. You don't even have to, like, have taken a know, creative writing grammar, course. Good grammar spelling, like, that's not necessary. No. As long as you are being clear, so, like, you know, Use parentheses when it's, like, something your character is thinking versus what they say, mm -hmm. you know. As long as that is clear, it works pretty well. Yeah. Right? That is when people get kind of lazy and they're just like, oh, this. Yeah. And then, then, like, you know, misunderstanding happens because, you know, the, the game master read that text while they were, you know, on a Zoom call. So they weren't like a hundred percent focused on it, and they you know they don't have time to dive into right. all the you know subtexts. And so you know, in that little recommendation, I guess here would be nope. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it down yeah. in best, pra best practices. Best practices, because that's but at like the that, bottom. That's the nature. Yeah. right? Is like subtext kind of gets lost, so you have to be really clear how you do that is up to, you know, you and your relationship with whoever you're playing with. Yeah. Right? Like, if you guys just say, hey, everything in parentheses, I'm going to read as a character thought. Boom. Makes it much more clear than, yeah. you know, like, wait, does your character say this? Because that adds, adds messages in time because then, you know, there has to go several messages back and forth about clarification. And then, you know, Three days could pass, and all you've done is just clarify, mm -hmm. right? Which is so much easier to do in, in like, a live play, you know, in the same room. So. Right. Hard to be immersive, and communication is, is key for async games. Yeah. Right? Which, well, I mean, that's, I guess, well, that's just the nature. Yeah. Right? So, the the pros, like, yeah. oh, this sounds pretty hard. Why would you What is the thing? This? We're wow. talking about it again because we're doing it again. <laughs> so, pros of it. Why would you do this? Several reasons. One, you know, the one we talked about. Like, when, when you don't want the role-playing to end or you're not getting together to role-play enough, you kind of splinter... And you find one or two other people mm. and you set something up like this because this never ends. It's continuous and it gets you that role-playing fix. It's a uh, uh, circumnavigation of scheduling conflicts, right? Like, oh, some it's hard to carve several hours out to, like, be at a place. Yeah. And, like, you know, we... We like to, to drink while we play, right? So, like, you know, that changes the whole day. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't just meet up in the morning of a work day and be like, yeah, let's role play. That's weird. Yeah. Right? Because then, you know, the whole rest of the day is 
changed. The ritual of gathering and bringing snacks and stuff and, mm. yeah, the time set aside. So it's different. It's continuous. Um, it also... And it's remote, right? Yeah, like, it's, so like, it's remote, so it bypasses oh, the schedule. I got a, thing, I got like a you work said. trip. That's really cool. I got a work trip this weekend. I mm-hmm. can't role play. Sorry. Hey, Wrong. You can role play. Going, you just got to do it over text. We're going to family stuff. You know, we're not all going to be in the same place over Christmas, the week of Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be up. I'm going to be in the mountains with my family. I'm, I'm be going, upstate. you know, yeah, out of town, whatever. Um, you can still do the family stuff, but also everyone knows that when you're at a holiday family thing, you want to take a like yeah. a long bathroom bla- break and poke on your phone. And what if there was a role-playing game waiting for you there? Right. Delightful. Um, we're currently playing. Me and Dane uh, collaborate and work on this shit all the time, and we play in the same group. But we're playing with another game master who has his you own shit. Know. Yeah, you might know him. You might have heard him. You actually have heard of both of these guys if you're a longtime listener of the show. The the two-headed monster episode has gotten a lot of views. Yeah, people like, like looking, that. I was looking at analytics. Like it is it is one of our top episodes even though it came out, you know, last year. Yeah. So, well, actually 2 years ago because it's 2024 now. It is 2024 technically. Uh not only when we're recording this, but when it comes out. Sometimes they're different. Sometimes they are different. But, so, yeah. Our friend Brian is, he game masters his own thing. Um, Happy birthday, Brian! Happy birthday! We don't uh, get to actually, like, in-person roleplay with him so much because we don't get to see him as much as we would like because we're busy with our lives and we usually get together for, you know, big parties and stuff. Um, Alex, kind of the same. He does other hobby stuff in his spare time. we do other hobby stuff with him. Yeah. But not always this. Yeah. Not very often role-playing stuff. But we can all find a little bit of, you know, poke on our phone time during the workday. Mm-hmm. And in that... Or during dinner. Or during dinner, whatever, yeah. You know, Alex, stop it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that, you know, allows you to continue this. Yes. Um, so it's continuous. It doesn't have to... You don't have to carve out hours out of a day to do this right you know if you can spend five minutes on your phone because if if you were born after 1970 you're probably spending more than five minutes on your phone yeah a day right mm-hmm. so and probably if you were born before 1970 yeah. there's a good portion of you that are also spending a lot of time on yeah your phone. but let's not pretend Anyways. any of the oldsters are like oh so much time on their phone fuck off you're on your phone just as much yeah Um, so that's a bonus. That's a pro for sure. Another pro is I think Sicko Zone does a lot or it adds, there's potential. That's, that's the phrase I'm looking for. Okay. There's a lot of potential, uh, for role playing, like in character, uh, exposition of your character. There's a lot more of that potential in a text adventure versus, like, an in-person adventure, right? Because when you're in person, like, you know, you got you to gotta combine with the other people and the mood that they're feeling, and then, like, you know, somebody starts telling a story about, like, what happened to them yesterday, and then, like, you know, everybody's got to pause to recognize that. Whereas, like, a text adventure... Your lives are happening around you, and you, when you send a text message, you know, about, like, what your character is thinking, that's all in your character's head, and you have, you have, like, 30 minutes to craft that message. Right. So, like, you can really think about, like, because, like, I do this all the time with my, my characters in Zico Zone. It's like, okay, my character wants to do this, however... How are they going to do it? I have time yeah. to think about it. To think about how they get there and what they might say, you know, now. They're not going to necessarily straight up say it, but, you know, they might say this first mm-hmm. in order to try and, you know, steer the conversation or whatever. Right. And, like, I mean, the the beauty of email, right, like, that's why email so, well, I mean, that... This is a one reason. There's plenty of other reasons. But, like, you know, you can really tone down your email. Like, if you come in hot, right, 
you know, somebody says something stupid in an email and like if they said that in person, you just snap back. Yeah. And be like, well, that's fucking stupid. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But like you start typing that out. By the time you've typed it out, you're like, wait. I'm not going to say that because that makes me sound real yes. hot about this. I'm going to backspace, backspace, backspace. Mm-hmm. Well. How many other ways could I say this, mm-hmm. you know, more tactfully, more professionally, more and and better, better to get what I want? It's more purposeful. Right. So you have that time to overthink. Well, think and then also sometimes, you know, overthink if you're. If you're like me, for example, it's like, you know, sometimes it takes me 30 minutes to write two sentences in an email or, a, you know, a text. Or a sicko zone. Or a sicko zone. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, I want it to be perfect because it's, you know, it's something that I have time to do. Yeah. Right. So, like, that's that's a huge pro, I think, mm-hmm. of sicko zone is, like, you really get to go into your character's mind, right? Yeah. Um, another, so it's the sub-bullet, the next sub-bullet under this, and this could be in the nature of asynchronous role-playing games, um, but I think it's good that it's down here in the pros instead. It, it is part of the nature, but it's also, I think, a huge pro. Yeah. Is is that um, the narrative ownership of the whole thing because what what the game becomes, the artifact that is the game is this like ongoing text thread. And it's almost like it's almost like a book or a story or something. It's like a choose your own adventure yeah. story. Because if you scrolled up to the top and read it in order, it would be like reading a story. Except you're taking turns writing it. And because you're taking turns writing it, you have ownership over, you know, at least one character, as long as you're a player, more if you're the game master. But the narrative ownership shifts a little bit more towards the individual players. If you're just playing with two, it becomes a, a close to like 50-50 collaborative experience. Right. Like if you think back to our um, like ice time analogy and like our you know episode on that. Right. Right. The, the, the pie chart of like who gets to influence stuff mm-hmm. becomes a lot more balanced. And we've talked about how the Game Masters is always going to be you know pretty big. You just don't want it to be so big that it eclipses all your players, right? It's going to be the biggest slice. You're going to be doing the most stuff. But you don't want it to be bigger than all your other players combined. Because mm-hmm. then it's just the you show. It's just the Game Master show. In a you know, over text asynchronous game like that, their slices get way bigger. And with just two players, it's almost even. Yeah. With more players, it's still mostly game master, but uh, you know, not well, as heavily uh, get, weighted game, game master. Game master still has like the bigger slice compared to each individual right. player. But I think it's a lot easier because like we talked about how the game master they have a really big slice but it should never really be bigger than all the players combined. A mm-hmm. lot more, or a lot easier in an async mm-hmm. game, right? Because in person, it's, it's you know, like the a live broadcast where you never want dead air. Yeah. You know, you always got to keep it moving. So, like, oh, we have to decide, you know, players have to decide what to do. Only one player has an idea Everybody else is, like, not really paying attention and, like, you know, or, like, they're not really sure. So you just go with whatever that one player said, right? Yeah. But in an async game, there's time, right? You know, you don't have to make that decision immediately. You don't have to fill that dead air because, like, you know, you got to be... And, like, that is... I think we talked about it in the nature, but, like, the... The dead air aspects is something that is part of the nature. Like, you cannot, as a game master or player, just keep texting yeah. the group. You can't fill up the time. Mm-hmm. The The nature of it is, like, you, you give your input. It's a call and a response. And you put it back in your pocket and you wait for other people to respond. Um, but with more of the narrative ownership shifting to players, you can do things as a player that are less acceptable in an in-person. Like, if you were in an in-person session, right, and you told the game master uh, what you do 
uh, on this space station mm-hmm. to the extent of like telling them some stuff that is on the space station. Like I go and find this and it looks this way. Mm-hmm. That's not as appropriate in person because you're kind of, you, you want the game masters, you know, say so about what right. this space station looks like. Right. But in this asynchronous, um, text based thing where number one, the game master can't respond that fast. Uh, and also can't communicate that stuff as easily. It's almost better if the player yeah. comes to you and is like, I find, you know, I find the seediest bar that I can out here with like, you know, and describe a little mm-hmm. bit about it because this is the part of the space station that I feel the most comfortable in. And I go and I find some sort of like sleazy bar game and that's where, that's what I go do. Okay. That's tremendous now because mm-hmm. you've done a portion of the narrating for the game master, you've also told everybody else involved in this asynchronous uh, text-based game something about the space station. And as long as you're not, you know, overstepping your bounds onto the game master's toes and telling him, you know... Or her. Or her. If you're not telling them something, you know, uh, story critical, they're like, I go do this and it solves this problem. You can't say that. Mm -hmm. But you can say you know, what you just do leisurely and you can describe what it looks like in a way that uh, enhances everyone else's visualization of the scene. Right. It, it naturally uh, solves a, well, what I think is a problem of like the, oh, you're in town, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And then everybody scatters. Right. Which is so hard to do it's in a live, frustrating. You know, in-person. Because it's like, wait, 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 hang on. Like, we got to go around time, the horn one at a time. and say. Right. But uh, in Sicko Zone, you get that one on one time at the same time. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, oh. Like, it's, um, it's asynchronous, yeah. but it's also, like, more, more, synchronous. more synchronous because the game master chooses to engage with your, chooses what to reply to. They well, reply to your text yeah, directly. they have time to Very craft, in person. They have time to craft a response to every single person's, you know, oh, I'm at the pub. Mm-hmm. Oh, I went to go find a CD, you know, uh, cut purse. Uh, I went to go talk to the, the leader of the town or whatever, right? Right. They get, you know, a chance to craft a response for each of those, and then they can send it at the same time, mm-hmm. right? It's just, you know, one big text message, or you can split it up, or, like, you know, in Discord, you can just reply in Discord, directly, right. and have a new channel, or whatever. And in our right? our current one, Brian has set it up really well, I think, where there's uh, there is a game channel, like the main game channel. There is a separate game channel for each character, where it's just us and the game master, where he can convey mm-hmm. private information, which only our characters know as opposed to the whole party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have an out-of-game lounge and an out-of-game an out of game area to, like, talk about decision-making, not in character. Mm-hmm. And then an out-of-game lounge where it's just, like, shooting the shit, but about role-playing. Because we could do that in a group chat, but... Right. You know. So, like... Use, we, use of multiple threads we, allows we talked, you to do a lot of this cool stuff. We talked about the nature is kind of less immersive, but... Um, Maybe, I think immersive is the right word. Um, It lends itself more to getting into character, right? Because in the Discord example, Mm -hmm. right, like, between the game master and that specific player, you know, information is being passed that is completely hidden. Yeah, from, from everybody the other else. Players. And I'm going to make a decision, right. and I'm going to, sh- I'm going to now I'm gonna share what my character will share. Yeah, right? like it's like going, you know, like the the community. D&D episodes where like you know I'm where like, he splits like, up the group game and, master and he's like we're yeah. gonna go into a separate room yeah which is like ha 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 but like that would be so if if a game master tried to do that to me I would tell them no I'd be like I'm not going in a fucking separate room so you can have this conversation that's bullshit that's wasting time just tell me and just trust everybody else is not gonna you know see game in. I I feel slightly different I feel like the right thing to do is what you're saying. The right thing to do is to, yeah, I'm not going to, like, move you into separate... Because it's only one game master, yeah. you know? 
unless you got two heads. Hey, two heads. Two-headed game master uh, who both prepped the same session, and one of them can step in in a situation like that. We've only managed to pull that off, like, twice. Yeah. Um, the immersion aspect of that I really do like, but I don't want to sit in the other room for 45 minutes waiting for my fucking turn and yeah. knowing nothing. Right. Now, you could be chatting in and, character that whole time. Yeah, but and, and also we do... You know, we, we have some strategies for getting around that, like, you know, passing notes. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, that's that's a good strategy. There are ways you can do stuff like this. Right. But still, like, for example, the other day, uh, you know, when we were playing Afterlife, mm -hmm. uh, John had some information, your character, and it, you know, was a, was a break. It was a short break, but like a two-minute thing where I was just writing down on a sticky note, mm -hmm. right? Um, right, so... You can do it in a live, you know, in-person session, but it's just so much easier and, like, more immer more uh, character immersive in Sicko Zone. Yeah. Right? Because then, like, you know, Game Master says, oh, this is what you found out. And then I get to share that information in character. And then, you know, it leads to, you know, funny misunderstandings. It's like, well... Actually, yeah, that's that's a good question, other character. I didn't say that because my character didn't really pick up on that. Yeah, and that's funny at the table, yeah. mm -hmm. but then you need to separate that from the decisions you actually make in-game. So, yeah, in that way, um, once you get past the difficulty of having to do this all through text, Sicko Zone can be tremendously immersive. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, should we talk about cons next? Cons, uh, you know, that's let's just bump that up to to here. It's it is prone to confusion and misunderstandings. Yeah, right. Not only the like, oh, the game master told me this. How do I say it in character? And you leave out an important part, right? But like, just in general. Trying to describe a scene mm -hmm. is hard. Yeah. It's fucked. It's tricky. If you're not, like, a, pro a professional novelist, first of all, like, it's not going to come supernaturally to you. And even if you are a pretty good writer, um, if you're writing, you know, just creative fiction, you have time. And you have time to get it wrong multiple times, and you can constantly, you know, just be, like, trying it again, writing it different ways. But, uh, you know, to describe the physical situation before the start of a combat encounter, it's tricky to pull that off in a way where everyone understands, you know, their physical placement, um, what obstacles there are around, and how to in turn describe how they mm -hmm. act in that space. And I bet I bet we talked about that in our previous episode of Sicko Zone. Spoiler alert, we didn't listen to it before we started this. But I think it probably it definitely is much larger of a of a con with multiple people, right? Because if it's just two people, the game master can choose and be like, no 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 no. My bad, I didn't explain the situation correctly. It's this. Or they can just be like, you know what, eh, fuck it, it was close enough. Yeah. We move on. But Or if, just yeah, if you understand what they meant, yeah. then just like, okay, I change. The way it's describing, mm -hmm. I just change it to your way now. But with like three or more people, mm -hmm. if if person A misunderstands and they like, you know, do their player action. That's going to, you know, affect player B and player C. And then, like, so, like, you got to, like, wrangle that in and be like, no, 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 no. This is, this is the deal. Or you're just going to be okay with the error getting compounded, right? So it kind of puts you in a tricky spot. I think, you know, that's definitely one of the biggest cons of, like, a multiple player character async game is one misunderstanding leads to two others or yeah. you know, however many other right. players you it, have. It right? cascades to the end of the group, to yeah. the to the ends of the group. Because um, then everyone's like, oh, well, my decision, my thing I was going to do was based on what he said, but now that's not how it happened. That type Or of shit. my thing was going to be based on what the game master said, but 
player A is doing something completely different. Right, and I don't understand how yeah. how he does that in the situation we're in right. type, because of a misunderstanding. So, yeah, prone to confusion, misunderstanding. That's... Right. And, like, you know, of course, the, the nonverbal aspect of communication, which, you know, is, is extreme, um, you don't really realize how much of communication is based on, you know, visual cues. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the, the simple act of, like, a sort of pointing or a little bit of hand gesture to describe a shape. Yeah. Um, you can't do that. So, you need to be super clear... In descriptions, especially about space, size, and distance, that mm-hmm. is that is so critical. Or you need to make it so it doesn't matter for the encounter or the situation. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to fucking nail it. Um, which is hard. Which is hard to do. That's, that is a con, a con of this system. Right. Um, and then also, you 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 do you lose a lot of um, some inherent you know comedy. Yes. Because right? like. It's easy to, in person, crack a joke that's like, oh, well, like, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody knows it's a joke because, like, you know, you put your hand up to your mouth and, like, right. you know, act like you're whispering out of the side of your mouth or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to do in, yeah, a, in an it's tricky. text game. I will say, um, well, I'll say two things. One is sort of a pro of uh, Sicko Zone that we skipped. A pro if you like this sort of thing. Uh, if you want to achieve something sort of, you know, more grim or serious in tone, Sicko Zone is actually a pretty good way to do yeah, that because yeah, you yeah. are going to lose a lot of that just like asides at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing is that uh, Brian, I think, did a really good job setting up our threads this way where there is an out of game, uh, you know, kind of goof, channel, goof yeah. around mm-hmm. channel where... It is safe to put a stupid joke like that, but since it's not in the main game thread, we know that's not an action that your character actually did or said. Right. Or, you know, uh, exclaim on a roll, and, you know, fucking, mm-hmm. oh, that one. Fuck! <laughs> right. You put that over in the lounge channel, mm. and then we react to the roll actually in the game channel. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then the last kind of big major con we talked about, it's slow. You start something exciting. It can be frustrating. You know, like Brian launched on a Monday and he, like he set it up. Uh, and I, I texted him just like as a joke outside of it. And I was like, now get ready for this, you know, not to resolve until next week. Yeah. (laughs) And yes, that is literally how long it takes. It is a, it is a thing where, you know. Conversations and combat encounters take days because you're doing it a text message at a time in your free time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, that, well, being slow is a pro and a con, right? We talked about how you have time to think and whatever, mm-hmm. but also there's not immediate gratification. Yeah. You just got to, you got to accept that pacing because that is an aspect of it that, you know, you, you can't really change. You'll get those moments where everyone is on at the same time. And it's like, bam, bam, bam. And you're like, yes. Most of the time, you know, Game Master's going to ask for something. And it's not going to be your turn. Or, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to wait to see what they say. Mm-hmm. And you're going to wait a day or half a day, whatever, you know, for the other player character to respond. That's just, it's part of the nature of it. That it is. So, lastly... We're going to go through some observations that we've made over the course of playing Sicko Zone again with more people this time, and uh, some best practice advice, tips and tricks sort of things. Right, some some alleviation of these cons. Oh, wait. Right? Ah, I got one more con. You got another con. Got one more con. I wrote it there, but it didn't fit. Um, so this is a thing, because it's slow and because of how long it goes, there's not really an end a lot of the time, to Sicko Zone. Sicko Zones just kind of fizzle out eventually. Yeah. Um, and they fizzle out for kind of the main reason, like, if you set something up like this, which is meant to fill the time and, you know, be always there, kind of eventually you just run out of steam because it could go forever. Mm-hmm. It could just, like, yeah, we could keep doing this forever. And at some point, 
you're going to like end a combat encounter and give your player, you know, the gold or whatever. And everyone's just going to kind of be okay not responding for the last time. Yeah, and I, I, I think some of that is also the kind of like the you need to be clear with your communication because like I think a lot of well yeah some of that uh, oh are we done mm-hmm. nobody knows if it's done or not and like everybody's waiting for the other person right. to and at a table there's usually you know you, if you've listened to the show any length of time you'll you'll have heard me sometimes mix up episode and session mm. as you know I'll say you know in an episode when I'm trying to refer to a session of role playing uh, th- there's a structure, there's an end, middle, beginning structure to, you know, a session. But in an ongoing sicko zone type thing, there isn't necessarily so much. Right. And so at the end of something, you kind of need to delineate that it is the end of something and decide, like, hey, What's so next? do we go to the next thing? Yeah. Or, like, is this the fizzle part? Is this where we're, you know, we're all okay putting this down for a while. And you yeah. could always come back at any time to any yeah. of it, but... So yeah, I think I think the con is, uh, it's hard to know when something is over and when the next thing begins. Yeah, and that's where the fizzle happens. That's like, yeah, that's when a thing can just fizzle out and everyone will kind of yeah, yeah, we're not responding to this anymore, right. and it's over. Over in kind of like an yeah. unglorious, just unglorious, you know, fizzle, fizzle out, fizzle that's, out. That's the word for it. Yeah, right. And it's not because like everybody's tired of it and they're like, yeah, we're done with it. It's just kind of like, you know, the I'm waiting for something and then you get distracted and then so like best practice for that is is the follow up. Mm-hmm. You know, give a give a respectable amount of time. Right? And then be like, then, how do we feel? If you want to keep it going, right, and it, if you're not sure how other players in the sicko zone are, are feeling, just pop a message out yeah. and just be like, How so, are we feeling? Is that all right? Or, know, what's next? Because I yeah. would like to do this. Or like, I'm, I'm okay leaving it I'm for now. I'm kind of done or you yeah. know, whatever, right? All of that is okay, but communication is the key to, you know, like anyone knowing what anyone else right. thinks over a forum like this right yeah so like the the clarity of messages in that instance just being really clear with like what is next Mm -hmm. are we done i'm done etc but like clarity of messages also applies to like in the thick of things yeah right so it's really easy in a live play to be like wait a second hold on where are the bad guys yeah right but and like, if you're using a grid, mm-hmm. a tabletop, or 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 on a screen, whatever, and be like, "All right, so I'm there. I want to move to here, and then you know, this is my action. And as I roll for it, I say some quip, you mm-hmm. know." Um, Hard, much harder to do right. in a sicko zone because, oh wait, where are the bad guys? Okay, so that is a message that is stopping play, mm-hmm. sent back to the game master. You got to wait for the game master to respond. They could be busy with work. They might actually, you know, have a thing that they have to do. They might have to actually pay attention to their job. Right. So then that holds up everything for several hours. Right. So being clear about like, okay, as a player, you can be like, okay, well, so this is my understanding of the situation. So I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that puts it back on the game master, that, you know, decision of like, that's not exactly how I meant this to go, but it's close enough, so maybe I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. Just to keep things moving, because then they can just move things forward. On the Game Master side, specifically with combat, you got to be really clear about what is happening. Because once, if you if you are very clear with it, you send that message out, the players can always refer back to it. So, like, that need for clarification isn't actually a need for clarification. Your players just need to scroll up to the correct message. Right. Like, oh, wait, there's actually four guys. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the thing you can always do in Sicko Zone that you can't do in in person. Yeah, in yeah. person, you're asking them to repeat themselves because you weren't listening mm. or you missed it. Sicko Zone, you're There's always you're always scrolling back up a couple thumbs and you know reading back up to your, and then you type your thing. Mm. Um, and in typing your thing as a player, I wrote a little thing here, so a good little guide. That uh, what I've tried to do. Board worthy. I think. I think on the board. So if you're if you're a player in a sicko zone, you're not necessarily going to have all three of these things, but like you want to include all three of these things separately delineated in your message through the use of you know Discord's italics or putting something in brackets, using quotation marks, that shit. You want to have the dialogue that your character says if they say anything. You want to describe the action, and then you want to have any subtext that there is to it. So, like, say it's not a combat encounter. Say it's a social encounter with, the, you know, the quest giver who is shady. And, you know, is my character uncomfortable in this situation? Are they behaving, you know, like they're uncomfortable? Or are they, like, leaning in kind of seductively because they're trying to do that? You need to write that subtext in italics or something. Um... Because you can't, you can't do that nonverbal stuff over text. Mm-hmm. So you need to make the nonverbal textual somehow and include that in their message. And then the last thing, which isn't always necessary, is a role. So say you already know. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's the other thing. Like if you know, say you do all this. You say your funny one-liner. Uh, I shoot my laser gun. This is my body language. Also, give your roll. You know what you need to roll. To like, if you understand the game system and your character sheet, you know that to like shoot an arrow in D anD D is a dex roll, plus your modifier, plus you know your weapon proficiencies or whatever, and anything class related. You should be able to see all that on your character sheet, and if you are already committed to the fact that you're making an attack action mm-hmm. or whatever. Include the role there. Send the message. Give the role. Yeah, I think well, definitely for combat, that's that's a really easy thing is to give your preemptive role. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning of both, like Cosmo and I's, you know, separate sicko zone that we did a couple years ago, and this one, don't be put off of like the the kind of, um, like, start-and-stop nature of the beginning. Like, oh, wait, is this a role? That's okay in the beginning. As you play more and get more familiar with the story and the Game Master gets more familiar with the async nature and the players do as well, I think, because, like, we've we've really kind of picked up on what Brian requires a role for. I, I think, think so, yeah. Right, so we can anticipate that, which makes things go a lot faster, right? Because mm-hmm. you know we talked about that. We're also playing in a cons. system that uh, takes advantage of the stuff we've been talking about yeah. recently, where it's all player driven, and so you know, like if if there's any uncertainty to this outcome, it's going to be one of the six role types that a player gives, right? So like in the beginning, oh wait, do I need to roll for this? And, like, we talked about that. That's a con because, like, do I need to roll for this is a question. So that goes back to the Game Master. The Game Master takes their time to respond, and then you roll. So that's, like, that could be days. Yeah. Right? Which is upsetting, right? It's slow. But as you continue on, Mm -hmm. you know, plowing through it, you're going to get more used to that. So, like... My character does this. Here's my role because I know you're going to ask for it. Right. And you know if it's combat encounter and it's an mm. attack action or... You're probably going to have to roll for it. Right. right. So just throw it on there. Yeah. Because the game master is going to need it to describe what happens next. Right. All right. So a uh, little digression there. I want to get back to this thing on the board that we have. Okay. This, you know, uh, framework for... For player for text, actions. Right. So dialogue, action, subtext, role. An example... I came up with one. Right? Okay. So yes. Let's have it. My character is in a combat. Right? My dialogue, I'm gonna put I'm gonna make it italics. Mm-hmm. That's how they know that I'm saying something. I'm like, you fuckers can't get me. Action. 
my character yells at the enemies and runs in the opposite direction of my fellow teammates, shooting my gun. Subtext is, hopefully, the enemies all follow me, mm -hmm. giving my players shots at their back or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Boom, then there's my role. Right. You've told the game master, well, first of all, you've like done the dialogue, so you've acted in character. You've described physically what happens, which is good for not only the game master, but for the other characters, because then it's going to be me next, you know, acting as a player. Yeah. And I know that you ran away, which mm -hmm. is going to affect my decision making a little bit. And then there's the subtext of, you know, your, what I'm trying to your do. intended, mm -hmm. uh, the intended outcome of your action, which is going to help the game master narrate what happens based on the success or failure of your role. Yeah. Which is then the last thing that you add. Boom. Clarity. Fuck yeah. We have it. Sicko zone. This is way better than our first sicko zone. We're much more actionable this time. <laughs> uh, okay. So, clarity of message. Super important. Uh, on the subject of actionable, I wrote the task-oriented bullet point. I didn't read all your bullet points. It's the same thing. Uh, I, I meant it in the same way. The idea is okay. that, like, you know, you shouldn't... Uh, observation best, best practice, this next bullet point. As a game master, you should always be giving your players something actionable. This is this is not the time to just let them kind of roam Ruminate, free yeah. in an empty town, you know, mm. like waiting to populate the town with NPCs based on what they ask for. They might give you that, and if they do give you that, then absolutely run with it. But... You want to end your messages yeah. with like a what do you do right. in this very clear situation. And it can be just as simple as what do you do? Mm -hmm. That is a clear question, right? For example, you don't want to, oh, well, the NPC explains like, yeah, there's a good tavern down that way. Uh, you know, the, the fighting ring is, is down that way. And, uh, you know, the... The Fighters Guild is, you know, just straight behind me. Like, you know, a building right behind me, you know, that's where the Fighters Guild is. Yeah. You don't want to just send that message. And then that's it. Because what you've done is you've told your players a couple things about what's around. But then what the fuck am yeah. I supposed to you, do? You forgot to do the last thing, which is, like, then ask them what they do next. Mm -hmm. And ask them what they do next with a little bit of a prompt to it. You know, remind them of, like, what is at stake or you yeah. know, why they came to this town in the first place, that sort of thing. Um, because it's okay for the characters to, like, split up and do their own things and say, I try and find this. But the last thing you want is them aimless in or, such an amorphous, or waiting you know, play for space. Or, yeah, right? waiting because for more because they don't know you're I, done. If I, had, as a player, received that text message, I would be like, okay, so what does the guy do because... Right, you know, and he asked him. He asked. We asked him for guidance, and now he just told us three things, but he didn't say like what mm -hmm. thing he was going to do or what thing we should do first. And like, yeah. maybe there's something more coming. So the best practice thing for a game master is like you gotta close. You you gotta close yeah. the door on on when you when you do this on the game master side. Describe a thing, or you know, tell who's there, or you know, whatever. Some clear delineation of I am done. Mm -hmm. It is your turn. It is your turn. What do you do? And I already gave you the options. Type of thing. Yeah. You you gotta you gotta somehow in your text close that mm -hmm. door. Let's put that on the board. Game master has to close their text. Mm -hmm. They have to make a clear delineation of I am done. It is the player's turn. Yeah. Uh, and this last really good one came about. Uh, this would have never come about if me and Dane had just continued to play one-on-one. Right. -on -one. This, is, this is specifically for multiple players. Right. Uh, and the deal is, you know, get a majority rules and then move on. If you're waiting for all three people, you know, during the workday or in the evening or over a weekend to all three agree on what the next thing is or, you know, where you go or uh, if, like, a negotiation is for enough money type of thing, if there's just anything like that, right? Go with, you know, if you can get two people 
or mm-hmm. a simple majority, a, the the simplest yeah. majority, or if you have like whatever. I would say if you just have more than one person agree to the same thing, then boom, do it. Go on to the next thing and assume something that we've struggled with a little bit, the assumption that the players want to be in a party and be friends with each other type of thing. We did a whole episode. Uh, you are going to assume that mm. and potentially override some stuff and say that like, okay, if, yeah, if, if two characters say that they carry the chest of gold over here. Then they do. The game master narrates that the whole party does that because it's way better to just like pull that trigger and move on to the next scene where more interesting stuff can happen than mm-hmm. to sit and wait for consensus input right. from everybody. Because, spoiler alert, most often it's going to be like, yeah, okay, I follow. Yeah. And then you're like, why the fuck did yeah. I wait well, an I hour for wait, that? I had to wait till Friday <laughs> to get that text. And, like, you, you're frustrated for the wrong reasons. They're yeah. busy doing their own thing. Yeah. So just take that out of the consideration entirely if more than one person agrees on an action and it's not, you know, mid-combat or whatever, you just say, that's what the party does, and then take the party along to the next encounter. Have them, now they're at this place talking to this person. And because otherwise it's just going to take for fucking ever. We've talked about multiple times how slow playing this Mm -hmm. way can be. Right. And so, last thing... Unless you have something more. Nope, I think this is wrapping it up. Reiteration of what's... I'm sure we talked about this in our previous episode about Seiko Zone. But, like, it's supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. Trust your game master. Trust your players. Like, best intentions. So, like, in that example of, like, just majority rules move on. Don't get upset that, like, you got passed over and you're like, man, but I had something really good for, like, they wanted to carry that chest of gold over there, but, like, I had this really good thing that I wanted to do, but I was busy working. Mm -hmm. They passed me over. I'm so upset. Eh. It's it's just supposed to be fun. Yeah. You know, guys, you know, don't worry about it. It's all, you know. Do a frozen and let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Right? You know, make your joke about it in the... The non the non you know, gameplay game text be like, ah, I would have done this, but it's fine, you right? know. But like, say the funny thing. It's that's over. where you. It's over. That's where you make a joke. Yeah. And then, but in the gameplay thread, right? nobody's trying to screw you over. Right. We're, We're just trying to trying progress. To have fun and like, you know, nobody and you know, nobody. Some some people are mean and vindictive. If you guys got a group together on this sicko zone, whatever server you have, they're probably not trying to be an asshole because that just takes so much work. Yeah. To be an asshole and like all the you time, guys are, you know, doing right? something like it just makes everything fun. worse. So, yeah, be, uh, you know, be be like the river. No. Be like the rock. Be like, like the, the yeah. The, be be the, the pebble in the stream. Yes, the water rushes over you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll get to do your thing next. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. So, so Sicko Zone Let's two, recap. More sicker. We talked about, uh, well, we refreshed y'all on what Sicko Zone is. Asynchronous over text role playing. Probably talked the about, first to ever do it. Yeah, we Good invented work. it. Uh, get fucked. <laughs> Whoever. I don't know who actually invented it. But Doesn't I will say, either. like, you would have never done something like this over letters. No. You know, so this has to be, like, jokes aside, we're obviously not the first people to ever do something like this. Uh, But you couldn't have really started doing this until at least email was invented. Yeah. Like, or instant email still would be pretty hard. Email would be a pain. Yeah, you'd need IMs with threads. Yeah. So, well, I guess you could. I I believe people did do it over emails. Like you know, they just have a big chain of just respond to all. Yeah. And then that's just ass. But even still, that's yeah. like that's early '90s stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyways, it's new. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Right, and it is. I would say you know with the tools at your disposal in Discord, it's even newer than that. It's you know yeah. you wouldn't want to be playing this over a fucking. 
capacity to do rolls in email. You're yeah. just like, I rolled an eight. Yeah, you'd, just, you'd roll on your desk and, and type the roll and then wait for someone to email you back, which sounds exhausting. But anyways. Yeah. So, yes, we didn't actually invent it, but it is, it can't be, you know, it can't be an earlier than the 90s invention. And I would say maybe even later than that because of, you know, the proliferation of text yeah, and instant messaging stuff. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next, uh, you know, it's a slow burn. It's it's hard to be immersive in, like, you got to really get good at your mm-hmm. descriptions. But once you get into it, uh, there's a ton of immersion. There's yeah. also a lot of immersion in tone that mm-hmm. uh, you can lose in a at-the-table experience because there's a lot of just making goofs at the table. Right. And so if you want to tell a serious story or at least, like, maintain a grimdark tone or whatever, uh, it's hard. Or, like, any anything to do with, like, grief or, yeah. you know, with your players, um, you're trying to... You're trying to make their characters, like, go through something difficult. Well, it's all going to be kind of funny on the tabletop. Right, because that's just the nature. But you could okay. achieve you could achieve a, a more somber or grim or, uh, you know, uh, horror, maybe, yeah. tone through text. Right, because it's just got a different nature to it. Right? We talked about... Some big pros. Pros to it. It's continuous, which absolutely rules. A lot of room for role play. And this interesting shifting of narrative ownership where players get to describe and narrate almost as much as the Game Master does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can't do that at table. Nope. We talked about cons. Uh, you know, it's slow. There's a lot of confusion, misunderstanding. you got to be very clear and um, precise in your use of language. And not just language, but, uh, you know, punctuation and shit. Mm-hmm. Which leads into our best practices stuff about clarity um, and... You know, giving... Structuring your messages. Making sure that, like, you know, you're clear about your dialogue, your action, you know, what is supposed to happen, or what you would like to happen, and Mm -hmm. then, like, you know, anticipate the roles. Best practices is always just, I do this, here's my role for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to focus on task-oriented, actionable um, description. So as the game master, you always want to close your text somehow with you got description, you got dialogue, whatever, and then you want to close it with a like a very clear what do you do next in this situation? Yeah. And then remember it's supposed to be fun. The Nobody's majority. trying to screw you. What? The majority. Oh yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh so majority rules uh right cuz that leads into the no one's trying to screw you. Yeah. So don't if, wait for everybody to respond. Right. If you have a group of multiple people, don't need to wait a couple days just for somebody to be like, yeah, that sounds good. I go to. I walk with them. Huge waste of time. Huge waste of time. If if two ple- if more than one person has the same idea, go with it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then remember that nobody's trying to screw you. It's supposed to be fun. So two people say, this is what we're doing. That's okay. You'll get them next time. Yeah. You know, save that whatever you have. Oh, I would have done this. Okay, whatever. Make a joke about it. And yeah. now, maybe your character is like, yeah, I went with the you know, majority, but I'm resentful of it. I'm mm-hmm. going to make different decisions right. next I'm time. I'm going to be like, yeah, remember that time that you guys did that mm-hmm. and how well that turned out? Well, like, why don't you listen to me now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a hilarious thing for the future. Fuel for more role playing. Um, yeah, best practices. Do a sicko zone. It's fucking fun. Discord is free, and the little dice apps and character sheet manager things, free. they're also free. It just takes a little bit of work setting it up, a little bit of fun, you know, game master prep. Mm-hmm. And and suddenly, you know, texting with your friends is now, a like, it's a live game in your pocket. That rules. Fucking rules. Okay. If you like this shit, head on over to 2HGM.com. Uh, first thing you'll see is a link to Afterlife, our post-apocalyptic fantasy role-playing system and setting available on DriveThruRPG. We also got links to our Patreon. What's up with that? Well, you can uh, join our Patreon. Give us a little money. We'd love to have it. We love supporters. Um, also, you get access to our private Discord. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about Discord yeah. because it's pretty fucking good. We use it for stuff right? all like, the time. 
text channels, voice channels. We do fucking live like broadcasts. Like this one specifically isn't mm-hmm. live, but like our specials, like our Halloween special, that shit on live Discord, you can like chat in and influence the story, dog. But here's the deal. You want to hang out with us there, you got to join the Patreon. Yeah, join the That's Patreon. That's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll about do it for this episode of Two-Headed Game Master. Real Thank quick you. Oh, real quick. You got a recommendation. Discord. Yeah, Discord. It's a good app. Fun. Uh, we use it all the time for fun and play. And communication and scheduling. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song Pontello's Finest as the intro and outro to our show. And we will see y'all next time. See you next time.